Yeah, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, um, I have a homework assignment for you. I, I want you to look something up. You can do it in your spare time. You don't have to, but if you want to know what I'm talking about, look this up. I'll spell it for you. C-A-F-E, all caps, and then standards, C-A-F-E, standards. Uh, what does that stand for? You know, I shouldn't, I, I should say, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, I, I, I'm going to make you look it up. But if you want to know, uh, and you can see the collusion twixt Mordor and the big three, then they dragged the Koreans and the Japanese into it and made them abide by it. It is a deal made directly from the bowels of hell that completely and totally slaughtered the once great American automobile, um, automobile industry or vocation, if you will, because at one point in time, you know, there were startup car companies out there that tried to compete for market share. Uh, there was the Tucker Car Company. There was the DeLorean uh, car company, which made famous by Back to the Future. Uh, I'm sure you guys uh, know more about it than I do. I don't know that much, but I do know that there were other uh, there were other upstart car companies, and uh, that there uh, at one point in time there was actually a, a, a competition for what the vehicle looked like. Now, you may say, oh, I still like the way my vehicle looked. Not like it was. And, and by the way, owning a car was a big deal back in the day. You know, it wasn't something that, uh, that everyone did. Not everyone had to have one. Not everyone had to be mechanized and transported from point A to point B. Um, uh, but, you know, we had to normalize that. Because them just making a certain amount of wonderful, beautiful cars. Oh, no, we can't have that. No, 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 no. You, they got to make more. And then, of course, the imports started, and the rest, as they say, is just our sorted. It's just a wretched history now. You know, it's amazing to me that people like me and others, like Mid or Monday and other geezers like me, who probably would have been drawn to As a matter of fact, I owned a couple of muscle cars back in the day. Uh, I'm now fantasizing about buying a miniature, <laughs> a Suzuki Carry. <laughs> so I'm going, I can't wait to get my Carry. <laughs> I just can't wait to get something that's not an automatic. In any event, Trump is assuaging the UAW that he was going to undo all the damage that Biden has done to, uh, done, done to them. And Biden has. This EV madness is ultimately, it should put Ford out of business. Ford's going to lose, uh, last time uh, report I saw, $6 billion in 2023 alone on the R&D necessary and the retooling of their plants to make EVs. And you know what? People aren't going to buy them. I can't wait for these nitwits, these numbnuts in California to outlaw the gas-powered engine. I wish they'd do it today. And then all get stuck with their stupid EVs. I can't wait for the first EV that dies on the way while it's transporting someone to life-saving care at a hospital. Or people trying to evacuate. Or somebody trying to evacuate a fire and get burned to a crisp with their stupid batteries. And their EV, because that's what's going to happen. So, and 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 by the end, and Doug Burgum, wow, what a this was a home run ball 
over the center field wall at Old Yankee Stadium, hit it out the park, and then the ball was bouncing towards the river. It just kept going. It was, it was just such a strike. I actually looked him up because uh, I didn't know anything about Burgum. Burgum was a uh, started some kind of tech company. He's from North Dakota there. There. In Burgum's first year as governor of North Dakota, he inherited a $1.7 billion budget shortfall. He balanced the budget by cutting spending. Uh, he'll pass term limits and enacted the largest tax cut in North Dakota their history. It's no wonder that Forbes named Doug the, the country's best entrepreneurial governor. He kind of reminds me of a, a, a he's kind of a Trump-like figure. Without all the panache and without the TV polished personality and bona fides, if you will. So I don't know that much more about him. I just went to his website, same as you could do, and I just read the bio that's there. So forgive me if all of you know who Doug Burgum is, because I don't. I know a little bit more about him now, but I can tell you what. <laughs> the three questions that I saw him answer this morning uh, in reviewing the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Twitter postings, the Twitter media postings, if that guy didn't win the debate, he was a close second. Uh, very commonsensical, very uh, kind of a small, small town America, uh, just common sense. Well, that's pretty stupid. You wouldn't, <laughs> not like Ross, no, not like Ross Perot comes in. No, Larry, I, 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 I had a tech company too, Larry, and uh, I, I don't want the job, but American people want me to have it, Larry. I'll take, I'll take the job, but I don't want it. I don't want to be president, Larry. Uh, today's title, and I really mean this, how many of you are old enough to remember 1979? Yeah, I'm raising my hand. Oh, Mr. Carter, oh, Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter, pick me. Yes, I remember 1979. I was a junior in a... High school, and <laughs> what? Seventy-nine. <laughs> I was. I was a junior in high school. <laughs> I was a junior in uh, in high school. I had. I owned a nineteen sixty-nine Chev Chevelle Malibu two-door. No, not the upper windows. It actually had a little triangle vent window you could roll down in the back, and uh, I, I went to. to I went to high school in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and um, I remember what was going on in 1979 because it was the year that we all started, if you were around then, we, we all learned that we were going to have to wait in these things called gas lines. You're going to have to wait in a line to get gasoline because there wasn't enough to go around. And the stations would close for 12 hours a day or so, and then they'd only open up for 12 hours a day, and then they and they, they only had a limited supply because of the OPEC oil embargo, which was completely and totally the fault. Um, was was James Earl Carter's fault? Well, at least he had something to do with it. It was just and it was <laughs> geezered citizens that were on that were on uh, what do they call them? Uh, set incomes. Uh, we're told because the price, not only did you have a gas line, but the price went up and heating oil was becoming unaffordable. We're told by Carter to just slap another sweater on. 
There was, and I'm serious. They don't, they don't fight. He tried to pretend, pretend like he was Franklin Delano Obama Roosevelt, and then a fire, it was a fireside chat. Uh, I want to assure all my fellow Americans out there that we're all suffering miserably together, and we're all as Americans chomp on some peanuts, and we'll all get through this together. And I would suggest to those who are having issues with heating oils and the temperature inside their homes, especially those on fixed incomes, there are goodwill stores all around the country that have ample supplies of sweaters. I, I encourage you to go to a to a charity near you and to pick up a sweater and to wear an extra sweater on winter nights in order to get through this crisis of these evil oil shakes who don't eat my peanuts. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm not far off. And that's not a bad Carter either. But that's pretty much what he did. And people are like, you don't want to fix the problem? You want us to buy sweaters? <laughs> So along came this guy, Ronald. We got this guy not sure. We got this guy, Gipper. Along came Ronald Wilson Reagan. And Reagan had been a two-term governor of California. He was previously an actor. Well, actually, he was previously president of the Screen Actors Guild, SAG. He had previously, before that, had been an actor. Guess where he started? He started in radio. Sure did. Ronald Reagan started in radio. And um, after his second term ended in 1972, uh, he began uh, toying with the idea of running for the pedanthy. Um, uh, Reagan was the keynote speaker, if you don't know, at the first ever CPAC, Conservative Political Action Conference. He was the keynote. I tried to find that speech. I couldn't. I can't find it. I don't know that they must not have recorded it, or if they did, they haven't digitized it, because I'd put it on crusademax.com. Like I have all of other Reagan speeches, all the good ones are already on. Did you know that? Are already on crusademax.com. So Reagan starts running, uh, considering running for the peasantcy, starts shaking his hand and kissing babies. I'm telling you all this because I think that this moment is very similar to 1979. Um, in 1976, he's going to run against Gerald Ford. You know, Nixon has resigned uh, through some uh, awful set of circumstances. A very little-known congressman from uh, from Michigan, Gerald R. Ford, becomes president in the in, in Nixon's steed, and he's going to run for re-election, and, and Reagan is going to challenge him. Now, the party bigwigs, just like today, the Decepticons, the Neocons, the Conservatism Inc. and the Republican Party don't want anything to do with Reagan. And so they do everything they can to, to basically do on what Biden's trying to do to Trump to Trump him. Um, they don't want him to go to the. They, they don't want Ford debating him. They don't. They uh, they don't even want to own up that he uh, that he was a Republican, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's getting so close because people are going like, "Hey, we don't want this Ford guy. This Reagan dude's awesome." They finally, basically, I, I don't know what the deal was, but they offered him some kind of a deal to shut him up. And on the eve of Ford's nomination, because the GOP was not going to let Reagan take the nomination, even if he did win it. 
On the eve, they made some kind of deal and they conned Reagan into doing, or they, or they talked Reagan into actually going to the convention. I want to say it was, actually was in Detroit. And uh, now that speech we do have, and we can't put, it was only six minutes long. We can't put that one on the max. Um, and they gave Reagan to say, look, you can say whatever you want. You, you, you can tell, you can tell the whole convention, whatever you want. But you're not getting the nomination, and you have to endorse Ford. And so he did. He bided his time, and he I think he, I really think he would have beaten Carter in 76, but that's not uh, what God's will was. So ultimately, and he starts uh, 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 campaigning and working his way for 1980. Well, by the time the campaign is in full swing, things are so bad. Unemployment is double digits. And this is real unemployment. It's not like how they count it today. So double did 11 or 12% of people were out of work. If you think homeownership, if you think trying to sell a home today is bad, they were dealing with 13 and 14% mortgage rates. It was so bad they had to invent a new way to measure it. They called it the misery index. We had this thing called stagflation. It was just, the, the, it was what happens when you turn 60s radical nutbag socialist communist pigs loose inside the federal government and give it to them for four years because Carter didn't know what the hell he was doing. So he let the commies run the show and look what they did. They wrecked it just like Biden. Biden doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He turned it over to the communists and look what they're doing. So I think that this similar this situation is very similar. So during the heat of the campaign or the beginning of the campaign in 1980, Ronald Reagan ran an ad that people say was the ad that threw him over the talk. It's called Morning in America. Uh, I thought that we could listen to it. And if you're watching on Crusade Channel TV or on Rumble uh, TV, and by the way, you people on Rumble, would you please, please, for heaven's sake, just click that like button down at the bottom of the video there. And for once, just once, I mean, look, just try it, okay? Let's go ahead and try it, not worry about what Dan Bongino craves, okay? Just share my video today. So here's the 1980 Morning America. See if this sounds familiar. It's morning again in America. Today, more men and women will go to work than ever before in our country's history with interest rates at about half the record highs of 1980. Nearly 2,000 families today will buy new homes, more than at any time in the past four years. Sorry, I said 80, it's 18, it's after 80. This afternoon, 6,500 young men and women will be married. And with inflation at less than half of what it was just four years ago, they can look forward with confidence to the future. It's morning again in America. And under the leadership of President Reagan, our country is prouder and stronger and better. Why would we ever want to return to where we were less than four short years ago? So uh, uh, it was actually the ad for his uh, re-election in 84, but they were talking yeah, well, they were talking about the way it was in 1979 and 1980, and that, look, we fixed it. Did you catch the part in there about, ooh, 6,700 young people are going to get married today? Oh, boy, to have that as a thing again, huh? 
People getting, young people getting married. Oh, we don't want that. This is where I, 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 this is worse than anything Carter could have done because at the end of the day, Carter was just, he was just a good old boy that was wrong place, wrong time. And it really, he, he's like the line in Animal House. Hey, President Carter, you screwed up. You trusted us. He really did turn the keys over to the great engine that is the federal government. And look, it was like, what, one twentieth of the size that it is today? And it could do that damage? Um, and, and imagine the size that the monster is today. And you turn the same now aged communist, pinko socialist commies loose on it. And look at the damage that Biden has done. Let, let, let me share a little story with you here. Were you able to print the New York City flyer story? Okay. <laughs> this is an indication of just how... Now, these are Biden's people. 